Is how you portray yourself today getting in the way of a better tomorrow? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. And this upcoming Parsha, the Torah portion of Vayera, we encounter the test of Avraham, according to most, the ultimate test of Avraham, the Akedah, the binding of Isaac, wherein Avraham understands God to be directing him to slaughter his son and offer him as an offering to God on an altar. Of course, at the last moment, God intercedes and says, no, if you really analyze the exact words I use, I never said, kill your son. I said, bring him up. And in your very readiness to, to your display of readiness to kill him for me, that's enough. There's no need to actually offer him to me. And of course, uh, Yitzchak survives and uh, they come back down the mountain. But Let's imagine what's going through Abraham's mind prior to that last piece of information. Of course, we go through the story each year knowing the outcome. Abraham did not yet know the outcome, and he had every reason to believe he'd be coming back down that mountain without Yitzchak. And as grand as this test is, as incredibly intense as this test is, to give up his son, to give up his destiny, there's another layer that really makes this even far more supreme of a test. And that is that Avram would have had to anticipate as I come back down that mountain without Yitzchak and all of the pagan society turn to me and say, you just did what? After preaching to us for years, for decades, actually for over a century, that a caring God, a loving God, would never want child sacrifice. He's not interested in the, quote-unquote, barbaric practices of our pagan culture. You've been preaching us just how wrong we are and how confused we are about the whole concept of a God, that no God could want such practices as we are doing, and your God asked you to do what? That, hey, Avraham... So, what's with your understanding of God? And Avram would have to acknowledge, I was wrong. The way I understood God until this point in time was one path. But ultimately, like it or not, understand it or not, God has asked me to do something I never would have anticipated that he would ask me to do. He asked me, so I did. But I I basically have to revisit my entire understanding of this loving, caring God and my relationship with this God. To come down the mountain and have to acknowledge that the the attitude I had, the the perspective I had, the behavior, the, the preaching that I did based on that for this entire span of my life until this point in time was to some degree in error is a very, very difficult thing to do. To acknowledge that my past performance has been out of sync and I was doing it with a full heart, full sense of dedication. That was my real belief, my real conviction, but it was wrong. To be able to acknowledge that to others is incredibly difficult to acknowledge that to ourselves is actually incredibly difficult. I was dealing with somebody recently who um, has been smoking for I don't know how many, many, many years and discussing like, hey, like maybe it's time. There's so many systems out there that 
seemed to work for so many. Isn't it worth giving it a try? And his response was somewhat stunning. If I give it a try, if I do anything to indicate that really I shouldn't be smoking, I try to stop, how am I going to live with all those years I was smoking and I allowed myself to, to kind of justify that behavior? Now listen to what he's saying. He's saying that kind of objectively, like intellectually, I recognize it's probably not a good idea to keep smoking. But it's more uncomfortable for me to live with the fact that I'm wrong. So I'd rather continue on and therefore kind of display to myself that I must be okay, I must be right to have smoked all this time, because look, I'm still smoking. It sounds rather ludicrous, but that's human nature. We don't want to be able to have to look ourselves in the face to stand in front of that mirror and say, hey, I'm wrong, I'm making a mistake, or I was wrong, I made a mistake. And we'll do things that make no sense that are illogical to be able to preserve our internal dignity that, okay, I'm a-okay, I'm not wrong, I wasn't wrong all along. Uh, if you think that that makes no sense, people don't act that way, dealing with another situation of somebody who's involved in a scientific study that was actually um, of, of quite note when it um, hit the press, that supported a certain behavior that we could, I don't get too involved in specifics, but we loosely describe as supported certain elements of Jewish practice. That this individual was not living by those practices. And he was proud of the fact that his research indicated that he was correct, that these particular, this Jewish practice was a good idea. Outside of the spiritual elements, it actually had physical benefit. But he wasn't modifying his lifestyle to adopt that practice. And again, you, you spent time, hours actually, months, working on a project that supported the fact that this practice is good for you, but I don't want to change the practice because if I start doing the practice now, that means I was wrong for not doing it all along. We human beings are complicated, kind of often uh, confused, internally confused beings. But the maybe it's the cognitive dissonance. I don't want to live with a certain truth, and therefore that truth is not the truth. So I'll continue abiding by a certain untruth, and that untruth becomes my truth. Avraham is showing us we can do it. Avraham's test was huge, way beyond anything we can begin to fathom. But he was ready to come down the mountain, acknowledging that I was in error, if in fact he was. Now, thankfully, he had been right all along. But he was ready to make that statement. If God, right now you're telling me I need to undo my whole past history, that's what I'm going to do for you. We have the capacity to do that, but it's not easy. We don't like acknowledging that our past performance was inaccurate. And we'll continue on that path, whether it is in health-related issues, whether financial-related issues, career-related issues, relationship issues, spiritual behavior issues, because that's the path I'm on. I'm not ready to change the path and acknowledge my error because it's simply too painful to feel I was wrong beforehand. So how do we muster up the strength to get out of that rut? Get out of a rut which we intellectually recognize is wrong, but we're not ready to kind of make that our new truth. So we have to recognize that there are two things we're facing. 
that have to be responded to. We have the external element. Well, what's so-and-so going to say? Uh, hey, what's up with you? Like, all of a sudden, you do X, Y, or Z. You never did that before. Imagine somebody who's kind of upgrading their level of Jewish observance. Uh, let's pick an example. Somebody who was typically um, buying kosher food, eating kosher at home, and they were lax when it came to uh, going to restaurants and other settings, social settings. They were not particularly uh, cautious about kosher. And now they want to take on that step. And they realize, hey, the jibes are going to get, oh, look who became a rabbi. And like, you know, what's up with you? You, you know, you just, uh, you, you jumped off the religious deep end and you're not going to eat this whatever product at this whatever social setting. So we've got to recognize when we're up against the external elements, we need to kind of fortify ourselves against that um, derision that we suffer potentially, and usually it's just scoffing and mocking and joking, but we feel uncomfortable with it unless we truly recognize the value in the in what we've just done. Uh, so let's imagine the following. Imagine that instead of uh, avoiding those foods due to kosher issues, a, a person is taking on a real concern due to their health. They've had some heavy-duty warning from their doctor that if they don't cut out product A, B, and C, they're in big trouble. And now they show up at a social event, and the primary foods at that event are products A, B, and C. And instead, they go munching on D. Hey, what's up with you? You're not having the whatever product. And they say, hey, doctor's orders. People usually back down pretty quickly. God's orders people make derision of, and that's unfortunate. But if we internally recognize, hey, God's the big, big doctor with a capital D, and he's telling me what's good for myself spiritually, if kind of that's how we view ourselves making that move, that I'm not eating that product, then when they say, what's up with that? Whether they accept our response or not, whether they continue to deride us or not, if internally we fully appreciate, hey, this is doctor's orders, then we're not going to give in just because of their teasing us. So that's like dealing with the external is to recognize whatever move we're making, whether, again, it's a change of behavior uh, related to foods, spiritual issues, career moves even, anything we're moving that's like a radical shift. I'm like, hey, what's up with that? If we start with the recognition that I'm making this move because I recognize the truth in it, then I can use that to help respond to the outsiders. What I think for many people is actually more difficult is the internal. How do I respond to myself? And of course, starting with the doctor's orders is a big, big deal. But here's where talking it out with a supportive friend. There's got to be somebody out there who is on your team, who recognizes that this is a good move. And having that person, whether literally as a coach or as, as a buddy, the mission says, acquire that friend. A friend doesn't mean just somebody who you share an occasional exchange on Facebook, but somebody with whom you can tell why I'm making this move and somebody who will get it, someone who will appreciate it. When we've when we expressed it to somebody outside of ourselves, I think we can actually look ourselves in the mirror and we've heard it. We've heard how we articulated it outside. I told somebody else why I'm making this change. I told somebody else why I'm making this maneuver. That becomes real. And, oh, like all of a sudden, by simply expressing it to somebody else makes it something I'm comfortable with. Try it. 
pick pick some area that you want to change. You've had a hard time changing. Tell somebody else why you think it's a good move to make that change. And I bet that afterwards you'll be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, so what about the fact that for the past days, weeks, months, years, even decades, I've done differently? I now realize why that's a mistake. Human beings are slow to move, slow to change. How rare is it that somebody changes, whether it's political affiliations, standing on a certain ethical issue, uh, you know, religious practice, significant um, physical um, you know, health uh, behavioral issues, again, unless they're shocked because they're really in crisis, we tend to be pretty slow to move to change. But when you've articulated the reason you're changing to somebody who you know will be supportive, that can help you uh, develop the fortitude, internal fortitude, to make that change. So learning from Abraham that if we need to change, we change. And even if it means having to say that a track I was on for a long, 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 long time was the wrong track. But hey, let's not stay on the track any longer. Let's find a way to get off that track and not stay on the track just to stay on the track. Let's not let our past performance inhibit our future success. If we can do so, if we can find the ability to internally recognize, hey, I'm doing it. This is the big doctor's orders. There's a major reason for this change. It's the right thing to do. And I can articulate it to somebody else and feel confident and comfortable with it. Then we'll hopefully be able to have our past performance be in our past and our future be built on the right steps, being on the right track towards the right goals, the right destiny, and achieving our right tachlis.